This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're on the phone with Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Jim, what are we looking at going into today's trade? Well, first of all, Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Stay warm and uh, um, you know, batten down the hatches for the people hitting, getting uh, this blizzard potential coming into the holidays. But with that being said, we get a little bit of a bid catch in the market, and it's two things driving it. Weather. Weather in North America, weather in South America. In South America, the Argentinian forecast is getting a little bit wobbly, Dustin. The European model is keeping some decent rains in. The American model is taking some of the rain out. It's still forecast for rain. It's just the intensity. And with that rain coming out of the forecast, you're bringing the bid back in, bringing the grain bean market specifically back up to these you know, mid-December highs. And I think just technically speaking, if we come out of this long three-day weekend and the rains are disappointing, you are going to potentially gap this bean market higher and make a run to fill that gap up near 1528. On the other hand, we come in and the rains are better than anticipated, so the European model is right and it even overperforms, then you're probably going to work your way back down toward the long-term trend lines, which is right around the 1450 zone. So that's driving it in you know, South American weather. The North America, this blizzard's got problems of logistics of getting grain moved, followed up these bitter cold temps. Fear is that bitter cold temps are moving all the way down into Texas, that you could see some wheat damage due to these extreme temps. There probably is going to be some damage done, but the reality is the, you know, the wheat is off to a horrible start, so it's just going to add insult to injury. But we really won't know any kind of damage until the wheat comes out of hibernation in the spring. You know, and going back south to, the, to that rain there in Argentina, I mean, it may not even be a, a, a drought buster, but, you know, we can attest to it here in Iowa that if you get a timely rain in the middle of the drought, it still goes a long way to help that crop that's growing. And so that really could be a, a big deal for them, especially when some places are talking they could even see below normal temperatures to take some of that stress off here in the coming days. Exactly. And that's what the market's very kind of dicing around trying to figure out what's going to happen. If we get the rain next week, the models say a little bit drier, but you know, some of the long range maps keep arguing La Nina is fading. And as La Nina fades going into January, February, that will allow for the bean crop and corn crop down there, specifically the second corn crop to uh, revive itself. And that could have a bearish impact on it because right now it's kind of a battle. The big crop coming out of Brazil being offset by the poor crop coming out of Argentina. If the Argentina crop starts to stabilize and the Brazil crop continues to get bigger, like some people project, that probably would have a negative impact on pricing. I got to believe right now, Dustin, we're hearing the Chinese, you know, their needs have been covered all the way through January into March, something like 75, 85%. So as you get into that part, you're going to start seeing that door slam shut very, very quick of Chinese buying our beans more likely. So if, we're, if we start losing that demand talk, then it's all going to be on supply. If that supply looks like it's stabilizing South America, that should unfortunately give us a bearish price, price reaction, I fear. And, you know, that could even be complicated more by the fact that if you're talking about weakening La Nina or even disappearing, that's going to bode well for the Western Corn Belt where we've been facing with drought because usually when La Nina is in effect, that's when we're dry. And usually when that goes away, we can turn that around. And that could be a double whammy if we get a decent crop because uh, La Nina goes away. 
No doubt about it. I mean, traditionally, I mean, it used to take a couple of years to rebuild our, you know, the world reserves. But with South America building, you know, you know, essentially cultivating so much ground over the last 20 years, if they have a decent crop, we follow up with a big crop. Combine that with probably a little bit of question of demand. And the reality is 70% of the economists believe, unfortunately, the United States is probably going to go into a recession in 2023 as the Fed continues to raise interest rates to slow down the economy or slow down inflation, excuse me, that unfortunately slows down the economy. So the kind of the double whammy for out there risk for the producers out there is the supply builds at the same time demand starts to wane. We know what that means. That probably means you're not going to see new crop corn at $6 in the fall. You're probably going to see it closer to five, maybe below five. You probably won't see $14 beans in the fall. They're trading at thirteen ninety right now. You're looking at new crop beans probably closer to 12. So there is a lot of downward risk if the you know if the weather cooperates and the demand falters so a producer out there consider uh you know the kind of the low slow time of the year uh, you know your marketing plans now that cold weather we're talking about not only affecting the idea of wheat but you also have livestock out there cattle hogs the hogs obviously have a little bit better chance with the buildings with the barns but cattle out there in the pastures or out there in the feedlots they don't have as much protection and that can lower some weights there as well Exactly. That lowers the weights. We've seen some of the beef prices start working higher a little bit, I think, in anticipation of it. And the big picture, what we're looking at on the protein side of the market is the overall supply tightening. Um, that's what all the reports are suggesting. The cattle herd's getting smaller. The pig crops, pig herd, in essence, getting smaller. That should be overall bullish for prices going into 2023. The one thing I'm going to point out, though, is it's only bullish if the demand's there. If the demand starts to falter, that could have a negative reaction to the pricing. And it's not Dustin, just the demand here in the United States. It's the demand in Europe, and really it's the demand in China. China right now has gone from a zero COVID policy, you know, um, policy to kind of a letter rip. Um, you're starting to hear problems in big cities, hospitals being overwhelmed, and stories like that. That could have a negative impact on China's demand. It also could have a negative impact on the world in general because the last time we had COVID outbreak in China and Wahoo and all that, we know what that did to the supply chains. It screwed it all up and it drove inflation through the roof. So it's something we need to kind of keep an eye on, not just the United States, but the demand for you know our products in China. So if that demand starts to wane, even though the beef market looks tight and the hog market tight, looks tight, we could still see prices work lower, unfortunately. Yeah, and I mean, if anything can kind of tell that, you know, from the consumer side of it, is when you look at the grocery stores and some of those higher-end cuts of meat are starting to have a little bit bigger sales on them or the sales are lasting just a little bit longer as they're trying to move it. I mean, I haven't seen prime ribs stay on sale for a month in a long time. So, I mean, just for an example, I mean, I know it's the holiday season, but you're, you're leaving it on sale for quite a long time means they're probably not moving it as fast as they're hoping to. Well, exactly. And the other thing you're just going to look at is we get into it, you know, interest rates are going up, people's credit card debt is piling up. There's a lot of stories out there saying consumer, consumer savings is at the, some of the lowest levels we've seen in history. That's never a good sign for demand, specifically for beef. We come out of the holidays traditionally, it becomes a low time for demand domestically. I think this year could be even more of a problem with the inflationary cost of food and everything else. I think you could see a little bit of a dip in demand early in 23, unfortunately, for that reason. All right, so producers got a lot to think about as far as how they're going to weather that storm and protect their profits. And so if they're going to put pencil to paper and look at some of their options, how do they get in touch with agmarket.net? 
you know, I think the best way to do it is just go to our web, our web page, agmarket.net. The other thing is if you are interested, please come to our conference the first weekend of January. If you want to find it down in Nashville, if there's uh, interest in seeing going down there and joining us for it, just go to our web page, agmarket.net, hit the banner at the top of the page, and it'll take you to all the information. All right, Jim. Well, thank you so much for the analysis. You have a Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you again next week. You have a Merry Christmas, as well as your listeners. Thanks for having me on. Well, that again was Jim McCormick of AgMarket.net. Let's run down the numbers for you. March corn is up two at 6.54 even. May up two at 6.53 and three quarters, now up one and three quarters. December 23, new crop unchanged, 5.96 and a quarter. January beans up four and a half at 14.83 even. March up five and a half at 14.85 and a quarter. November 23, new crop unchanged, 13.89 and a half. Soy meal for March down a dime at 4.49.20. Soy oil up 53 cents at 65.34. Chicago wheat up eight at 7.65 and a half. Minneapolis up four and a quarter at 9.12 and three quarters. Kansas wheat up 11 and a quarter at 8.52 even. Oats unchanged at 3.35 and three quarters. On the Merck February live cattle two cents higher at 155.62. January feeders down 17 cents at 183.45. Lean hogs up 52 cents at 84.77. Pork cutouts down 48 cents at 87.22. Class three milk unchanged at 20.52. Thanks again to Jim McCormick of agmarket.net for joining us today on the Opening Market Podcast. I'm Dustin Hoffman on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters.